0: Hi guys, and welcome to the first episode of Stark Reality. The topic of today is going to be twin flames. There is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of websites that tell you these are the stages you have to go through and, you know, bit by bit by bit, this is what you go through and this is a twin thing. Let me just say first up, no twin relationship or journey, I should say, is the same as somebody else's. So for me, when I was first frantically Googling what the hell a twin flame is, a lot of information that was coming up that wasn't pertinent to me. And I thought, well, I guess I'm not on the twin journey because I'm not experiencing, you know, X, Y, and Z. And this is the problem with Googling uh, and reading books about twins. It's from somebody's perspective or for a lesser extent what they've read and they're like yeah I know what a twin flame is and they put it in a book. So this is my experience and I hope that this helps people navigate the journey what is a twin flame. There's a lot of information out there that say it's two souls split into two bodies. I mean, look, yes and no, is the soul can't really tear or split. It's it's kind of like Yes, it is your soul. Yes, it is. So let's just confirm that right now. It is. It's not exactly two souls. I mean, sorry, one soul split into two. It's it's a fragment of your soul. It is your soul, but it's a fragment, just like you're a fragment of your soul, because the soul, and I'll go into this in another podcast, the soul is actually too powerful and too large to fully fit um in your body. So it's just, even you, you're just kind of like a spark of your soul. It's not, it's not your entire soul. So, I know that's difficult to wrap your head around. Again, I'll make another podcast explaining that. That doesn't mean it's not you or anything. It just means only a a little bit of your soul um, can actually be housed in the human body. So, it's not, it's not one soul split into two. It's basically just fragments of your soul, but it is your soul. And it, you, they are a person. You are a person. It's just not kind of as, as cut and dry in that as that. So what your twin flame will do, or what the point is, is it's an accelerated ascension journey that only old souls go on. So the younger souls, they don't go on it. They they can't handle it. That's not a put down. It's just that they need to kind of, it's like going to the gym and you're you're at the gym the first time and they're like, all right, we'll go lift, you know, 100 kilos of weights. And there's this skinny girl or skinny guy and they're like, oh, okay. And they're trying to lift it. They're like, oh, I can't lift it. Oh, that's right. Because you have to work your way up to it, which is exactly what the twin flame old souls is. You have to work your way up to be able to handle because it is a rough, it's rough, it's a rough roller coaster ride. So, only old souls. Now, does everybody have a twin flame? No, they don't. In in this life, maybe in the next life or in a previous life, they did. Not everybody has one because like I said, it's it's, it's a journey that you go on if you're an old soul and if you want to, if you want to do the accelerated ascension journey, um, you do it. So, what your twin does and the point, like I said, ascension journey is your twin is your mirror image. Imagine walking into a room and there's a mirror and you're walking towards this mirror and this mirror has every single fear, insecurity, doubt, trauma, on this mirror and you have to stand there and you have to face it. It's kind of like, I don't know if anybody's seen that movie, Dorian Gray, the picture of Dorian Gray, if you haven't, I would recommend it, um, where somebody paints his picture and all of his demons, so to say, fears, insecurities, all of his shit, all of his traumas actually go onto the painting now, he puts the painting away. He doesn't want to look at it because nobody wants to face their fears. But by the end of the movie, he actually has to look at it. And when he pulls back the sheet that's covering it, it's very grotesque. And he's he, he can't look at it. And he actually stumbles back and he just can't. He can't face it. This is what a twin flame is. You're basically facing your portrait um, of everything you don't want to face. People like to walk around. Like, they're okay. I don't have insecurities. I'm confident. I don't have any fears. Everybody does. And your twin flame is your mirror image, which is why you get so triggered by them. Because nobody wants to know that they have abandonment issues. They have rejection issues. They have codependent issues. They have attachment issues. Everybody has these issues. Nobody wants to talk about them. Everybody wants to think that they're a fantastic human being. And hey, Being a nice person is fantastic, it's great, but there's a lot of stuff that we don't want to face about ourselves. This is the twin journey, we have to. So, we don't just bring up fears and insecurities, we bring up childhood traumas So, for example, if you were a child that didn't get the love that you craved, you will grow up having codependent issues. You will grow up having attachment issues. You will grow up being in relationships that are riddled with red flags because you crave love and this person loves you. So, It's kind of like that. But you don't know you're doing it. That's the thing. Until you meet your twin and they go, hey, you're doing this. You don't want to face it. Triggers, this is what the triggers are. They're bringing up everything we don't want to face. They are our mirror image because they are us. We have to fix self-worth. We have to fix do we deserve love. We have to do the self-love thing. We have to love ourselves to a point That's like scary and you think you're never going to reach it, but you will. But not only that, you have to heal past lives because when you live a lot of past lives, you actually drag a lot of that, a lot of those issues into this life. So, you not only heal this life stuff, you not only heal traumas from your childhood, you have to heal all your other past life crap in order to be on this ascension journey. So, that's kind of what a twin is. I have heard a lot of people, oh, how can I find my twin? Your twin will find you. You don't look for your twin. People have made mistakes. I know a lot of people have said, oh, I've met my twin and they've expl- I said, well, explain it to me. They've explained it. It doesn't sound like it to me. I'm not going to tell them it's not your twin. It's not my place. I could be wrong and then they come back and go oh it wasn't my twin after all so if you're looking for your twin you you probably are not a twin flame because for the majority of us when the twin flame journey begins we don't know anything about twin flames we, what the hell is this and then the universe starts throwing stuff at you and blah, blah 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 and all that so yeah it's it's there's a lot of a lot of people that want um, they're twin flames because they want this blissful life with someone that's their own soul and all this stuff. It's, it's, I don't, it's hard. I mean, the people that are twins that are listening to hit this, which I assume are the chaser, um, uh, 5D twins, it's really, really hard. Uh, and so when anybody, says, oh, I want to find my twin, I guarantee you, if you're a twin, you'll be looking at them like, no, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. Um, That blissfulness does come, but it is after you've kind of walked through the abyss of hell. (laughs) For me, it felt like there was a door that had been unlocked in my mind. And when this door was opened, all this information, knowledge, everything kind of came blasting in the door. Like, like kind of like if you open a door and there's water on the other side and it just kind of bowls you over, like energetically bowls you over. Because at first, I didn't even like my twin flame. I did not like my twin flame. And it happens. You could be You could be working with your twin flame and just be like, oh, I hate that guy or I hate that girl. Or you could walk past them every day and be like, hey, not even know who they are. Just be like, just, you know, when you say hi to random people, hey, and then suddenly one day you wake up and you become obsessed with them (laughs) and you don't know why. And this is what happened to me. I didn't even like my twin flame. And then suddenly I woke up and I could not stop thinking about them. I was like, okay, what is going on? Uh, what? I thought I was going mental. I thought I was going down the rabbit hole because I'm like, no, I don't even like this person. Like, I really don't like this person. What is going on? I had no clue. Uh, and so what do you do? You need to know everything about them. So you start looking at their social media. You start is there anything on Google about them? You start literally obsessing about them, but you don't know why. You feel like you are a complete mental case. Your emotions are all over the joint. You can't stop obsessing about this person, whether you knew them or not, whether you like them or not, whether you met them or not, it doesn't matter. You will obsess over them and it will drive you um, to the loony bin. So you try to find out everything you can about them. And then you try to like, oh, should I, should I I, 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 I should, I should talk to them or, or should I, should I tell them? I, 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 it's confusing. Everything in your brain is confusing. And then the universe starts throwing twin flame stuff at you. You'll be innocently on YouTube and then a twin flame video will pop up. That's completely out of your algorithm or you'll go to a bookstore and there'll be a twin flame or, or you'll walk past a, tra- a stranger and they'll say something about Twin flames, you'll be like, what? Twin flames are going to come at you from every single angle. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to fucking know what they are or even what the term is. And then you're going to go, what the fuck's a twin flame? And you're going to go and you're going to Google. Google is, I don't know. It's look, it's a double-edged sword. It's good. It's bad. (laughs) It's Google is bittersweet because it can help. But it also can hinder as well because, like I said, no two journeys are the same. So, what did I do? I started Googling what the fuck is a twin flame. And there were so many websites that came up, and all of the websites had one thing in common they had stages. First, you meet, and then you have the bubble love phase, and then you you break up and you have the runner and chaser uh, and then you focus on yourself and then you have the triggers and then you heal and then you surrender and then boom, you're in union. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this looks this looks doable. This is This is factual. This is like, okay, there's stages. And I've been on the twin journey for a long time. And the one thing I've learned is the stages are um, simplified versions of a bunch of bullshit. Now, like I said, every twin flames journey is different. Not every twin flame is going to go through that, those stages. And not every twin flame is going to go through those stages in sequence. It's not going to happen. So, you know, that really messed me up because I was like, well, my journey, I didn't do this and and and, and I didn't do that. And it really, really messed me up. And there's so many YouTube videos out there on on twin flames, and I think people need to use their discernment. Now, at the beginning, you don't have discernment because you don't know what the hell is going on. You're obsessing over this person. You're trying to find out what a twin flame is. Uh, you're mentally going down the rabbit hole. Emotionally, you don't know what's going on because there's going to come a point where you're going to start developing feelings, and it's going to come out of nowhere, and you're not going to know what to do, and. After all that, which is kind of the first little bit, after all that, you're going to start going through the dark. The dark night of the soul is going to kick in. So, the dark night of the soul can go for any amount of time. There's no time limit. Mine went for nine months. So, what is the dark night of the soul? It is a breakdown of everything that you are and then you build yourself up again to be everything that you truly are. It breaks down your ego. It breaks down your sense of identity and your sense of self so you can get to the essence of who you truly are. This is not easy. This pushes you further down the rabbit hole. This emotionally is For me, the worst part of the journey, and it is the worst part in anyone's journey because I didn't know what it was until after it was over, and I looked back and I was like, Oh, that's the dark night of the soul. All twins will go through the dark night of the soul, they may not know what's going on, but That is what it is within the first couple of months on the twin flame journey, your dark night of the soul will kick off. It has to be like this because the ego and the sense of identity that you've put on yourself. What do I mean by that? When someone asks you, oh, who are you? People list off jobs, favorite food, things they like to do. They list off all this 3D stuff. That's not who they are at all. We have to break that down in order to really come into ourselves. It's, like I said, the hardest thing to do on the journey. It feels like you're journeying through hell because what happens is your ego is trying to hold on to anything and everything it can. And in doing so, there's a war that happens within yourself between your heart and your head or your soul and your ego and they're constantly battling and you'll go you'll con- you'll go to one side and then you'll go to the other side and then you'll go to ego you'll go to soul you'll go to soul you'll go to ego and it's a battle within yourself on a spiritual level now the way that i navigated it not knowing what was happening was you have to ride it out. There's nothing you can do to stop it. It's kind of being it's like it's kind of like being on a bullet train once you're on it or or on a roller coaster. Once you're on it, you can't be stopped. You just have to kind of literally close your eyes and and ride it out. It's not going to last forever. I think people that go through it think that the pain is going to last forever. It doesn't. Like I said, mine lasted 9 months. Yours might last 3 months. Yours might last 2 years. You just don't know how long it's going to take because when it ends, and you do feel when it ends, because when my dark soul ended, I remember I woke up one morning and I felt free. I felt good for the first time in nine months. It is your soul has to win the fight. So within that nine months, like I said, your ego and your soul are fighting. Your soul has to win. And as long as your ego is winning, the dark night of the soul will not end. The only thing that I can suggest if you're going through this or if you're going through any negative um, issues on the twin journey, anything emotional, anything depressive, anything that you kind of can't handle, I would say meditation is key. Um, I would say swimming is key, swimming in the ocean. If you can't swim in the ocean, go for a walk get outside. Um, don't distract yourself. Distracting yourself is is kind of avoidance. I know people, when people are going through shit times, oh, come on, let's go out and party. Let's distract ourselves. To me, it's the worst thing you can do because does it take your mind off it for five minutes? Yes, but all it does is it prolongs It because you're distracted, you're not working on what you should be on, what you should be working on. So, do you feel better for five minutes? Yeah, you do, and there's nothing against doing that, but it's only going to prolong it. So, meditation, go for a walk, go for a hike, be in nature, swim in the ocean, do anything that alleviates the emotional crap um, that you're going through. So, that's those are kind of the first stages when you go through the dark night. After you go through the dark night, it does get a bit easier, but after the dark night is when the triggers start. Triggering is the main part of the twin journey. You will, depending on how long you're in separation, it could be a year, two years, 10 years. It, it just depends on your journey. Everybody says, when is my runner going to come back to me? Uh, when are we going to be in union? It is different for everybody. So if somebody says to you, oh, you're going to be in union in two years, they don't know shit about shit because the universe doesn't work on time. It works on how fast you heal and how fast you move through triggers and release and clear what you need to clear. So the triggers on the twin flame journey are essential. You cannot get away from them and you'll be triggered at every single turn. After the dark night, there will be a period of rest and relaxation because your soul needs to relax. Your soul needs to recuperate for what you've done, what you've just gone through, which is the breakdown of the ego and the emergence of your essence, of your soul, of who you really are. So you'll get a little bit of a break and then the triggers are going to start. The triggers are going to come hard and they're going to come fast. They do get less and less and less and less. So the worst triggers are going to be at the beginning and it's going to get, smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, the more you heal and the, the triggers are going to be easier and easier and easier to get over. The first few triggers, and when I say few, I think I've heard a lot of people say, well, how many triggers are there? An infinite amount. It depends. It depends on what you have to heal. Um, it depends on your twin. It depends on a lot of stuff. There's, don't put a number on it. It's, it doesn't, help you just need to take every trigger in its stride so at first you'll have triggers um and you it might take you a month to work through which sounds like a long time but this is the first time you've kind of dealt with triggers at this depth because when you're in a soulmate relationship yes there's triggering but it's on a higher not on a higher level it's 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 not as deep as the twin Triggers. The twin triggers um, are gonna take you a while to work through and to get over and to release. Now, also with the triggers, you are not going to work through everything in one trigger. For I'm gonna give you an example: abandonment. If you need to release abandonment issues and you get triggered by something and it takes you like a month to get over it, it's probably You've you've worked through a bit of abandonment, but it's not a lot because a fear and an insecurity is like an onion. You have to peel back the layers. If, if your guidance and the universe threw abandonment at you and you had to heal all of the past trauma in one go, you wouldn't be able to do it. Nobody can do it. It's too much um, for someone to do that. So they have to do it bit by bit. So the first little trigger – of abandonment, you'll heal, and then maybe you'll go on to to something else, and then you'll again and again. It's kind of like being in a classroom, and the teacher goes, "Okay, we're going to learn about how to heal abandonment issues," and you take notes, and you go, "Okay, that's fine. I could do this. I could do this." And then you have a quiz, and you go, "Yay, I passed!" And then the teacher goes, "All right, well now we're going to work on rejection issues, and we're going to work on fears and insecurities, blah 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 blah,", blah. and then. You know, a couple of months later, six months later, the teacher will go, All right, now we're going to work on part two of abandonment issues. And you're kind of like, But I've already worked through abandonment issues. No, you haven't. There's lots of different layers to each trigger. So, and that is every trigger. So, with the triggers, there will be, you're not going to heal it in one go, you're going to have multiple times. And another thing the universe loves to do is they love to test you because like being in a classroom, you, it's like you come into the classroom and it's like pop quiz, abandonment issues. And you're like, wait, what? I, I'm not prepared for this. The universe has to test you to see if you're really over it. So you can sit there in the lesson in the classroom and be like, yep, I did it. I passed the exam. I did it. But the universe kind of wants to make sure go, okay, we know you know the material. We know you've done the exam. We know you've passed it. But if we give you a pop quiz, is the information still there? So, a year later or two years later or three years later, they'll test you and they'll throw something at you that would have triggered you before, but it doesn't anymore. And that is how they know you've worked through it. That is with every single trigger that you work through. They will test you. The universe will test you to see if you've actually released it and you've actually like, it doesn't trigger you anymore because you need to get to a point where you're not triggered literally by 99% of things, which sounds impossible. It's not. So that's a little bit about the triggers. The triggering phase is going to last literally up until your 3D union. it The triggers don't stop, but once you get into it, it becomes less and less and less and less, and you're able to work through the triggers very, very easily, very quickly. And you'll actually see that what used to trigger you and make you angry before, and that's what, that's what it is. So if people go, what's a trigger? Anything that makes you angry, angry, anything that elicits a negative emotion within you, that is a trigger. So, if somebody, um, I don't know, if somebody, you're driving and, and somebody cuts you off, and now I know people are sitting down thinking, oh, but that's annoying to anyone, but it's a trigger. It's a trigger. It makes you angry. What twins have to get to is we have to get to a point where that stuff doesn't anger us anymore. It doesn't trigger us. It doesn't trigger something within us. And that literally is across the board for everything. Again, it seems impossible, but it's not. And you need to work through the triggers one by one by one. It will start out bad and then it's going to get way, way, way easier. So, another thing I wanted to talk about on the twin journey, and this is kind of the runner-chaser phase. So, it the runner-chaser phase comes after the dark night of the soul and s- comes sort of after the first really bad triggers. Runner and chaser is just a fancy way of, of push and pull, of the push and pull dynamic of because you're magnetized towards your twin, right? I kind of think of it like an accordion back and forth and back and forth. And I know a lot of chasers be like, oh, but my runner twin, but my matrix twin, you actually swap. During the runner and chaser phase, you swap. So my experience, sorry, my experience is I ran, and then I chased, and then I ran, and then I chased. It swaps because you have to experience what it's like from their perspective as well. So, you will chop and change. Now, you will have a predominant energy. So, your predominant energy will either be chaser or runner, but you will have to experience it from both ends. And the triggering is the kind of push and pull. Because when you're triggered, you will pull away from your twin. Like when they are triggered by you, they will pull away. That is when they pull away. When they're triggered, they pull away and people go, oh, oh, he's pulled away or she's pulled away and they're ghosting me. No, when they get triggered by you, it's a fear, it's an insecurity, it's all this crap that's coming up, it's past trauma that they need to work through, it's all of that. They pull away, they work on their trigger, they heal it, they release it, and then they come back to you which is exactly what you do. When you're triggered, you pull away, you work on it, you heal it, and then they come back. So, when your twin ignores you, ghosts you, oh, but they were talking to me the other day, and now they're not talking to me, they get triggered. And the triggering, they have to work out and they have to do on their own. You have nothing to do with that. All you do is you go and you trigger them, you piss them off, And they have to go away by themselves and work through their triggers. It's all about balancing the energies between you. So, one twin will have more masculine energy, the other twin will have more feminine energy. What we have to do is we have to balance the feminine and the masculine within us, and then we balance the feminine and the masculine between us. And when we do that, this is when our chakras will align. That is down the track. But during the runner and chaser phase, it is balancing the energies. How long does it take to balance the energies? Who knows? It could take a year. It could take six months. It could take 10 years. It just depends if you're doing the work. Another thing I wanted to address is I have seen so many people ask this question. Do do all twin flames who incarnate at the same time Reach 3D union. And across the board, yes, if you're here with your twin flame, yes, you will reach 3D union. Ah, bullshit. I'm going to tell you why that's bullshit. If you don't put in the work, you're not going to reach union. I don't care who you are, you're not going to reach it. And I have seen multiple twins think and say that they're doing the work, but they are in so much ego that they're not. So they think oh, I'm doing the work. Yeah, yeah, I'm healing. I'm doing it. Yeah, my twin's doing the work. But once you've been on this twin journey for a while and once you've healed a lot of shit, you can actually spot the ones that are doing the work and you can spot the ones that are in so much ego that they think that they're doing the work. So their ego is telling them, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing all the work. Everything's going smoothly. But they have such a hard time letting go of their identity and letting go of their ego that they don't reach 3D union. You have to put in the work. The 5D twin and the 3D twin have completely, like they have the same lessons, but they have a completely different learning process. The chaser twin or the leader twin, I like to call it the leader twin, which you chose, you did choose it. And you cho- and your runner twin chose to be the runner twin based off of their lessons, soul contracts. I will go into that um, in another podcast. The leader twin leads the way. So it's kind of like imagine you're in a jungle and you have a machete and you are chopping down all the brush in front of you. You have to do that in order to make a path for your twin. Now, I know some people will say, "Oh, but that's not fair. They don't do the work." They do, but they do it differently. You have chosen to be the leader twin, to be the chaser twin, and it starts with you. You start the journey before they start the journey. You kick them off. When you heal something, it actually transfers because you're one soul and you're linked. It actually transfers to them and it kickstarts them into their healing. So, if you don't do the work, if you don't do the healing, if you're in ego, uh, nothing goes to them. And so, they stand there and like they're like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do now you are the jumping off point. You have to do the work. You kind of have to be the, I don't know, inspiration, I guess, energetically. And so they go, oh, they're doing the work. And this is all energetically. This is not, you know, consciously. Oh, they're doing work. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. That's how it works. You do it. And then they do it. If you don't do the work, they don't do the work. It's, it's very, very simple. So you have to make sure that you are on the ball. You have to make sure that every single trigger that comes up, every single trauma, you work through and you release. So after the triggering process, when the triggers start to get less and less and less, which they will, you start to feel really joyous and really peaceful in your heart. And you only have love for your twin. I've heard a lot of people say, I hate my twin, fuck my twin. Um, you know, they're not, they're a narcissist, they're toxic. Um, I hate this. I hate that. I hate this. Um, if you're in that stage, that's okay. That is a part of it. But more and more and more triggers will come and then you'll get lifted out of that. And you'll only, you'll come to the point where you have unconditional love for their t- for your twin. Um, you will have joy. You will only you will only feel love for your twin because what you have to do is you have to, as my guidance told me, you have to reach something called the love vibrational frequency. This is the frequency twins have to be on. That means when you've gone through all your triggers, when you only hold love and peace in your heart uh for your twin and for the world and for everybody around you, even people you disagree with you have to be on the love vibration concerning everything not just your twin but everything because twins the purpose of the twin thing is we have to radiate love we have to be an example of of what to be and we don't function if we're lower vibrational, if we're bickering, if we're fighting, if we're we're any of that. So we have to have, we have to be at that love vibration and we have to stay at that love vibration. So, once you've reached that love vibration stage and nothing really bothers you like it used to before, I've heard so many people say, look, love vibration, I would kind of equate with like the surrender stage. I've heard so many people, oh, that's when your twin's going to come. Your twin's going to come once you once you surrender because, you know, your twin doesn't run from you when, well, your twin is not going to run if you're not chasing them. Bullshit. Bullshit. Shit, and I'm going to tell you why that's bullshit. Professional runners run. They they don't have anyone chasing them. I go for runs. Nobody fucking chases me. So the fact that it's such a blanket statement, oh, your twin will come back when you stop chasing them. Bullshit. I haven't chased my twin in ages. It's not about that. The runner and chaser phase only lasts for so long. It lasts when you're being severely triggered which is in the middle of the journey that's the push and pull that's the accordion that's the that's the runner chaser eventually that phase ends where you don't run and your twin doesn't run and you don't chase and your twin doesn't chase because the energies in the and the 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 chakras and everything will be so merged and so balanced that neither of you run and neither of you chase. Now, does this mean you're going to be together? No, because you still have lessons. You still have fears. They're going to be nothing like they were in the beginning. It's going to be fine-tuning, basically. But you're not in a runner-chaser phase anymore. So there's none of this crap of like, oh, my twin's going to come because there's... No, if you're still in the runner-chaser phase, you're in the middle. You're not at the end the runner chaser phase has to end. It ends when it ends. Okay. That's fine tuning. It ends when you get to the love vibration. When you get to the love vibration, you're in the next phase. What is the next phase? It is fine tuning the little bits, the little, the little, the little fears, the little insecurities that you, that you didn't get before. It's finishing off lessons remember i said you know if you're if you've got a trigger like abandonment it's peeling back the onion it's just finishing off you know it's it's dusting the table it's moving all the crumbs out of the way so it's nice and clean for union to occur that is to me the final stage so if anybody has any questions for me. Obviously, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can leave a comment. If you want me to talk about anything else more in depth, I will. Or you can shoot me an email at starkrealitypodcast at gmail.com. If you want me to do uh, another Twin Flame video addressing questions, you can send me questions. I'm happy to, to answer them. I hope you got something out of this podcast. I really do. I hope this has helped somebody in their journey. And don't forget, everybody's journey is completely different. Don't peg yourself in the category with everybody else because, in the beginning, everybody told me, No, you're not on the twin journey. That's not how it works. And I believe them. And I went into a deep, dark depression because of it. Uh, But the universe propped me back up and said, No, 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 you're on the twin journey. It is essential listen to your guides, listen to your higher self, listen to the universe. They are the only ones that know the truth and they're the only ones that will lead you in the right direction. It's what I'm saying basically is follow your heart. Stark Reality is a Balloonhead Productions presentation.